Welcome to the Can I Steal You for a Second podcast, a Bachelor podcast, and part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Hey everyone, we made it to hometowns and welcome in to another episode of Can I Steal You for a Second. I'm Ashley Young, joined as always by Natalie Zamora. And we have a lot to unpack. It was another intense, emotional episode. But before we dive into all of that, we need to talk about our friends over at Manscaped and their fourth generation, brand new Lawnmower 4.0. You can use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming with the Performance Package 4.0. You can join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with our code FANSIDED20. Yeah, and inside this package, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, deodorant, toner, boxer briefs, even a travel bag. There's a lot of stuff going on, and you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Just in case you forgot, didn't hear me, it's 20% off, free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. Just head on over to manscaped.com. All right. Hometowns in the pandemic era. We're back at it. The the fun towns, as I call them, which can we just agree it's a waste of an episode? Like the whole point of hometowns is family, seeing where people grew up and like their environment and just giving more context to who they are outside this bubble. And it didn't work the first time. It didn't work the second time. And we're still doing these fake, phony hometowns inside a resort. And I'm a little bitter. I got to admit, I'm a little bitter about the faux towns. Yeah, they suck. Like, not going to lie. <laughs> the ones last night were terrible. And I have to wonder if there were more good parts that they just edited out or they had to delete and make room for the Greg show because we finished hometowns with like an hour left almost. And it's like, what even happened? Like, was it enjoyable? We got to see... Canada, Baltimore, and New Jersey within like five minutes. I don't know what happened. I had a moment where I was like, wow, this is the fastest episode (laughs) ever. We must only have 10 minutes left. And then I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) what could we possibly have to sit through? So you're so right. We cruise through them. Again, what's the point of including them? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the whole Canadian maple syrup hockey bit. I'm over it. I get it. And it's a whole country. Like, I don't know how you we can go from Baltimore, like city to like Canada country. (laughs) And all you're giving me is like hockey and syrup. It's, it's lame. But I will say Blake's sister came in hot. And I was, I really appreciated the conversation that she had with Blake, because she was like, you say this is the one, but you say that every time you've been in love with many a a bachelorette before. So how do I know you're not lying? She kept him so honest. I know. And it was such a good point that, you know, she's like, you were in love with Claire, you were in love with Tasha, And she said, I think she said something like this one is different because you came on the show to meet Katie. But didn't he come on the show to meet Claire or he tried to DM her beforehand? Like he was obsessed with Claire before he came on the show. So I think it's kind of the same situation. He definitely seems like he can get along with most people. He Mm -hmm. seems very like friendly and outgoing and goofy. So it doesn't surprise me that his sister was like, 
all right, whatever. I'll believe it when I see it. And you're so right. Like, it's not like this is a new experience. Yes, he came on air quotes for Katie, mm-hmm. but that's kind of what he's done in the past. And he's done a really good job, like, pitching it. Yeah, I think the only reason this time is different is obviously because he made it this far. So it does seem different just because he's, you know, formed a genuine connection. He's had more time with the lead. But other than that, I mean, he's still pulling the same NSFW jokes that they need to black out. Like, he doesn't seem any different. But yeah, I agree. It does seem like he can get along with anyone. He probably falls in love fast. And that's probably why he's, you know, hesitant to say that he's in love with Katie. So, all right, I guess it checks out. Well, I guess I mean, I'm jumping around a little bit here, but (laughs) you put the idea in my head. It's this thing that Katie's doing where no one told her to do this. This is not, you know, protocol on the show, but she's going around saying, I can't tell one person I'm in love with them when I'm dating other people, which in normal society, that's (laughs) wonderful, right? If you're dating multiple people, maybe you shouldn't be telling all of them you're in love with them. But this is The Bachelorette. This is not normal, real life, social settings. And she's making it so much harder for herself because you can tell these men are like, no one wants to be the only one to say it, right? The point Mm -hmm. is that you're in love with another person. And so I feel like these men are kind of backed into a corner where they're trying to articulate how much they care about her without, you know, scaring her off or saying too much. She's like, well, you know, I do have some other boyfriends that I'm sifting through and (laughs) I can't tell you that I love you. It's like, Katie, no one told you to do that. You're making this so much more complicated than it needs to be. Yeah. It's like, I appreciate what she's trying to do, but she also didn't tell the men that's what she was doing. She only told the parents. So then when she finally, you know, tells Greg that she's like, oh, I didn't tell you this before, but here's why I'm not saying I love you. And it's like, you probably could have said that a little bit earlier on just to kind of be like full disclosure. If I don't say I love you, it doesn't mean I don't like you. I'm just not going to do it until I'm proposed to, which saying that out loud is ridiculous, but it's okay. So ridiculous. <laughs> Imagine like literally someone brings out the ring and you're like, this is the moment I'm going to confess my love. Like there's a few steps we're missing before the ring. And it, you're so right that it's, she is acting like it's an abundance of caution and she's over communicating. But as the episode progressed, we kind of learn that she hasn't communicated this clearly to everyone, which seems like an important thing to do. If you have this mastermind of a plan that everyone should be in a loop, specifically your many boyfriends that are trying to like get that answer out of you. And at the end of the episode, I'm like, wait, she didn't tell anyone that just like (laughs) the families. And poor Katie, I'm like, girl, check your boxes. You got to tell your boyfriends, Mm -hmm. then their parents. She's all over the place. It's catching up to her for sure. Yeah, it definitely is. And it definitely seemed like each of the men, like Blake probably thought she was telling Greg that she loved him and Greg was telling her too. And like vice versa for each of them. When in reality, it's just like, nope, haven't gotten there with anyone yet. But whoops, I forgot to tell you. Oh my God. I'm like, Katie, help her out. Help her out. And I, you know, we always talk about how, how sleep deprived they are on this show, mm-hmm. how exhausting it must be just emotionally taxing, physically taxing. And we saw, I think her kind of like get caught up in that exhaustion last yeah. night in the episode. And, and you feel for her, like she is a human. Um, I don't 
totally understand the dating 30 people at one time. But I can imagine, you know, you care about a lot of people. And even if you're not in love with them, you don't want to hurt people you care about. Mm-hmm. And it sounds just way too stressful for any one person to navigate and to navigate with a camera in their face and like all of America watching them. I know. I feel like each lead needs to keep a secret diary or somehow a big whiteboard that's like, I told this guy this, I told him that and connect all the dots and be like, all right, this checks out, did that. Because yeah, they're also not sleeping and they're drinking every night too. Um, I would just be passed out for like five days and be like, let's take a break. I can't right now. I need to sleep. It's yeah, like the anxiety the next day of like, what did I overshare? What did I say? (laughs) Who did I open up with? Or um, on the the circle, how they keep like diaries or journals of like Mm -hmm. what they tell everyone. That would be me on this show. I'm like, okay, well, if I said this with Greg, that means I have to tell, you know, everyone else and blah, blah, (laughs) blah. And I'm sure it just catches up. So, oh, sweet, sweet baby. But we can't forget (laughs) about Justin because I truthfully, every time he pops up on the screen, I was like, oh, yeah, Justin's still here. Like, who, very charming, very Mm -hmm. cute. And we heard it 5,000 times. He's a good kisser, which is such a (laughs) weird thing to say to your, your partner's family when you meet them. Like, what do you like about my son or my friend? Um, he's a good kisser. Katie, (laughs) anything else, anything else is offered for the first, the first meetup. Um, but he's there and he's holding his own, but his family or his parents like didn't come. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to chalk it up to like, all right, let's have some empathy. There's a pandemic going on. Um, truthfully, I don't think my parents would be thrilled about coming on national right. television. Um, <laughs> I want to take that back. My dad would, you know, <laughs> my mother would absolutely be like, your sister can go. But they kind of produced it in a way that made it sound like they weren't supportive of his choices. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how authentic of a dilemma that was, or if it was a producer's choice. Um, but it was an interesting take because again, this whole experience sounds so stressful to not have, you know, your family backbone support that has to be tough for him. Yeah. And yeah, I didn't even think about that if it was really a a producer play or what was going on with the phone call he had, because yeah, it really, it really, they made it clear. They're not extremely supportive of this. They don't really believe that you can marry someone or get engaged to someone after two months, which like, duh, so we always talk about, um, it's insane. But yeah, I wonder if, you know, they just kind of said, we can't come. And by the way, here's what we think. And, you know, it was kind of presented to us in a way that was more dramatic. But yeah, it's tough. And I think, you know, even if Katie and Justin had a really, really strong connection compared to Blake and Greg, which they don't, having the parents not there, it's like, there's no way they could get engaged if you're not meeting the parents or at least, you know, a family member, there were no family members there. So at that point I was like, it's over for Justin. I knew that already, (laughs) but this is just the confirmation that, you know, there's no way they're going to get there. They're not ready to get engaged. You're so right. It was, we, we know the writing's on the wall, you know, We've also indulged in some spoilers, yeah. <laughs> but like the nail is in the coffin where you're like, all right, the, it's just not on the same level as everyone else. And, you know, I think his friends did a great job, mm-hmm. but your friends, like your guy friends saying, I've never seen this side of him before. Well, yeah, like that's, that's like boys in a nutshell. They're like, well, I've never seen him <laughs> like this in love is so much more different than like when a mother or a father or sibling 
you know, is like moved to tears Mm -hmm. and talks about how much they also love this person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe I'm just a sucker, but uh, we'll get into Greg, but you know, the way they had, you know, a video from home and all his, you know, nieces and nephews, but we miss you, uncle Greg, that helps your push to the final round. That's a marketing technique. And I feel like Justin was done dirty. He didn't get that family boost and energy and I felt really really bad for the dude like it was fine it's fine but fine isn't going to get you into the final two well I mean maybe (laughs) but in this circumstance I guess it does but yeah yeah, he um he kind of was done dirty by his family and not in a malicious way but this is just the way the bachelorette unfolds yeah, I feel like meeting his friends was more of like, this is my new girlfriend. Let's meet each other and, you know, hang out and get your approval. And it's like, all right, I approve. I like her a lot. It's like, okay, now let's date for like three more years and then I'll get the parents' approval for engagement. It was definitely way too casual for this show. Yeah, it was like, all right, that is the perfect example. Yeah, like, you know, drinks for the first time just to say hello, show face and like, leave after one or two mm-hmm. that is exactly how it felt and again that's fine in yeah, normal circumstances normal. but we're in this bubble where you know we're trying to get a ring out of this and they just didn't get the job done so justice for justin you know and we have greg like sulking through all of this which will i guess we got to touch on his one-on-one because he's from new jersey which yeah. we all we all collectively <laughs> the entire country has a soft spot for it. Um, but I was excited to see as New Jersey natives, you know, what is he going to do? So he went the shore route and he did like pork roll sandwiches, tandem bicycle. And again, this is the, the Greg that America has been charmed by mm-hmm. fun, goofy. They look comfortable. And at that point I was like, Oh, he's a shoe in like, this is effortless. Did you, up until that point, were you on the same page with me? Yeah, definitely. And I was so confused because we've seen, you know, the teasers. There's going to be a big blowout fight with Greg and Katie. And when the hometown started, I was like, how is it going to get from here to there? Um, but of course, the clues are being dropped, you know, in the beginning of the episode when when Greg conveniently got a glimpse of uh, Katie and Blake's date and he was just so miserable Ugh, I felt terrible I, I have such conflict, conflicting feelings about him but yeah it, it just seems all in all that you know when him and Katie are together they're good he's happy but then any other time he's extremely insecure and miserable just all around miserable yeah which I think is you know what we've kind of teetered with all along is that mm-hmm. who he is with her doesn't feel like his most authentic self And up until last night, I would not say it was a manipulated, like, tactic. I didn't think it was manipulative. I didn't think he was being fake. I just think that he's hurting. And we kind of touched on the dad stuff last night that, you know, they're playing basketball. And he's like, it was such a big part of my life. And he had so much life to live. And I haven't really played since he passed, you know. And grief is wild. There's no, you know, timeline on when it fades. It's something you carry with you your whole life. I have like all empathy for Greg but I think the wheels start to spin a little and Katie sees that Greg's happy when they're together but you can't be a part of a relationship until you're happy independently yeah and we kind of start to see her put the pieces together as the date goes on and she talks with the family and you know he I'm a crier 
not only I'm a crier, I will own up to it. <laughs> he cries a lot. Like yeah. he's hurting. There is yeah. something that is just needs to be released from within him. And he's so sad. Yeah. He's sad. And I don't, like you said, I'm conflicted because I don't really know what to make of it. Um, because he just looks like he's hurting. Yeah, I agree. And it got to the point last night, you know, before they started arguing, um, after his family left and he was kind of talking to Katie, you know, about his dad and everything. And they kind of just started talking about more about the process and what was going on between them. And Katie just said, like, you look so sad. Like I can tell by your body language, like you're not okay. And he was kind of defensive. He was like, why, why am like, what do you mean? Why am I not like that? And it was like, I think you're in denial that you're upset. You're sad. And I felt terrible. It's hard. And we talk about this a lot on the pod about, you know, these circumstances yeah. exploit everyone's weak spot, their soft spot, whatever, you know, and it does break my heart that I love to be entertained. You know, we're watching this to be entertained, but you said this at the start, you know, it was one of those conversations where you felt like it was private and it needed to be worked mm-hmm. out in private and you watch it. You just kind of feel icky because feel like I shouldn't have been listening but also you can totally recognize that the conversation that they're having is not a productive one yeah and there's no like middleman to kind of intervene and help them find a solution whether that's working towards a more healthy relationship or like Greg seeking some independent assistance to like figure his headspace out and you're just watching and you're like we have an hour and a half of this like (laughs) I have to watch this unfold for 90 minutes um it was really tough and I I like that we record the next day. It gives us time to kind of digest and unpack. Mm-hmm. And I, I woke up still kind of conflicted how I felt about him. Um, but, you know, as the episode went on, I think we saw uh, a toxic switch go off. And I kind of want to dive into that after we take a quick little break. So Greg went into the episode America's Sweetheart. <laughs> and we ended the episode seeing a different side of him. And we talk about, you know, what's a producer's play, what is just our small snippet into their relationship. But I think, Natalie, we can agree that he was not being fair to Katie and the reality of the situation. Yeah, it was really tough to watch. And I feel like almost every season has this kind of moment when they're down to the bottom, like three or four, whatever it is, like on Colton's season, the episode where Cassie left. Oh my God. They were arguing. I remember I was watching it on like Hulu or something. So I fast forwarded it and they were arguing for like 40 minutes of an episode straight. And it was terrible. I'm like, this is going nowhere. Like you said, they're talking in circles happens so often. Um, And it's just hard because it's like, you're at the end of the line here and it's either going to be you or it's not. And that's a tough conversation to have. It's like kind of when you're trying to break up with someone and they're like not letting it happen and you're talking in circles and it's just, it was hard to watch, but I feel really bad for Greg, but at the same time he felt so entitled to be the one at the end. And it's like, I don't know if he's not experienced in the dating game for me personally. I don't get my hopes up. I don't think that anything's going to work out when I'm single because they're F boys. There are people that you know <laughs> aren't sincere. And I think Katie is sincere, but it's like, why did you think automatically you were going to win this? It's not how it's, how it happens. 
entitlement is the perfect word, like spot on. Um, and we saw that side of him. He felt entitled to Katie at the end of this. <laughs> it's hard because, you know, he talked to his telling his buddy, you know, we have plans. We're going to make this work. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, when you're dating someone, you're either in it for the long haul or you're going to break up, right? Like statistically, those are your yeah. odds. <laughs> so no one in a relationship is like not speaking in this, like you have this ideology of what your future mm-hmm. looks like. Yeah. Whether it's new or you've been in it for a while, like it's fun to pretend and look forward to the future, right? Like that's normal. Yeah. And the way he latched on and was so fixated on this ending with Katie and Greg, if you love someone as much as you're, you know, proclaiming to the world, you need to have a little empathy to the situation she's in. Yeah. She's the bachelorette. There are other men. And if you love someone, you have to recognize the stress that they're under, the situations they're in, like, that's life. And he was like, you didn't give me what I needed or what I wanted. Okay, that's also life. Like, people are going to yeah. say things that weren't this imaginary script you had in your head. And mm-hmm. he just had no empathy. And it was like the tone that he was giving off, the energy, everything about him. I was like, oh, my God. And then all of a sudden, I was like, Katie, just walk away, walk away. <laughs> You know, it, it was hard to see her be spoken to that way because he was so harsh and for no reason. Yeah, I yeah, I agree. I really I like I felt for him because it's it's a sucky situation, but it's like you could be nice about it. Also, when even when you're like in a committed relationship with someone and you're good and you're stable, like you're gonna have, you know, weird instances, arguments, like you can't read each other's minds. So not everything's gonna be perfect. So the fact that there was just one moment where he felt like she wasn't fully there and to react the way he did. I was like, I mean, you could just get over it. Like, like yeah. it'll be fine. She was perfect up until this one time, you know, so you could get over it if you wanted to, but I think he just had in his head, like, I'm going to be the one at the end of this and she's not making that perfectly clear. So I can't do this anymore. And it's like, it's tough. It's tough, Greg, it's tough, but babe, it's what you signed up for as yeah. well. Like, ride it out. She told your mom, like your final two, like you're, you're secure. And, you know, he obviously is not a very secure person. And so, you know, you can tell someone everything in the world that's true, but if they don't feel it, they're not going to believe it. And that was so evident in him last night, but Greg, just say that you're upset and you're insecure and you're unsure. And this hurts. Don't pin it back on Katie. Like this is not Katie's problem to fix and she's doing the best she can with the circumstances. So, you know, like you said, a relationship, this isn't the first fight or disagreement or misunderstanding truthfully Mm -hmm. that they're going to have. And I just think if someone is showing this side of themselves that early on, that they aren't an effective or empathetic communicator run, Katie is too old and too wonderful to not know that by now. And I think it started to click when he's just like talking in circles and not making sense. She's like, Oh, no, (laughs) but it's hard when you care about Uh, the person, right? Like you want to just forget about the fight and move on. And she obviously is really, really torn about the situation, but Greg, what the hell, man, I'm so fired up about it. I really am. I know I'm disappointed. It's so funny that you said like, if you're already having, you know, these types of arguments, because (laughs) I've said the same thing to my boyfriend while we were watching, I was like, all right, these are red flags before 
they're even dating. And he was like, well, he's upset because they're not dating. I'm like, I know this is a weird circumstance. It just always comes back to the fact that I will never go on the show. Just wanted to <laughs> literally I'm like well she should have said this and he should do this and I'd be the one crying in the corner like yeah book my flight book my flight it's nope. tough the line that really um made me like yell at the tv was when he said and I quote I gave you everything I hope you really find something and yeah. I was like okay okay I like I said I love to be entertained I love other people's drama mm-hmm. so lowest lamest line he could have given like I gave you everything bro you've known her for like six weeks you have not given her everything I'm sorry you've never opened up to someone and you have like this vulnerability hangover right now Mm -hmm. where you like regret being emotional but that's not her problem and if you care about her as much as you're you know yelling at her saying you do you wouldn't be treating her this way that's not how you treat people you care about and that line, I gave you everything. What did you give her? Yeah. Like some bad dance moves and like bad poetry. <laughs> I don't I don't get what you gave Katie, Greg. I, I really don't. So I think your his experience in the dating world that you brought up, it definitely yeah. seems like it, it's lacking. This being vulnerable is new for him. Yeah. And I think too, like that line too of like, I hope you find, you know, whatever he said. He was totally bluffing because then everyone was confused watching. I was confused. Like, okay, he's walking out right now. Katie was like, so are you saying you're leaving? I don't know what you're saying right now. And he kind of just like, you know, like trips over his words and is like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Stays put, continues the conversation. It's like, you're bluffing. not following. You're so right. Like bluffing, literally bluffing. What are you doing? Again, just say what you have to say. Yeah. Mean what you say. Say what you mean. And he's talking in circles and it's like, if you want to go home, go home. If you're hurting and frustrated by the process, just say that. And he's just pointing fingers everywhere but himself. And I was so confused the whole time and also confused how so much had time had passed and nothing had been said. Mm -hmm. And we still had like a half hour left in the episode. And I was like, Jesus, let's, let's wrap up this episode. I cannot watch them talk in circles any longer. (laughs) I know. And he could have even said, because it seemed like he was kind of being more dramatic just so she would be like, no, stay. He could have even said, like, I want you to want me to be here. I want you to fight for me to be here. But no, he he didn't. He was not being honest at all. Yeah, I will say, though, that I feel like as the argument, confusion, I don't even know what to call it, miscommunication (laughs) just started to snowball. I felt like Katie kind of pulled back a little. Yeah. And, you know, he originally was upset about her being transparent or like, you know, being a little more forward with how she's feeling. And you can tell she kind of pulled back a little when she saw how quickly he spiraled, which I think just escalated the situation even more. Mm -hmm. And to see her so defeated and crying in the bathroom no one ever wants to be on the other side of the wall, like trying to console your, like, yeah. can you just open up? Okay. I'll talk to you through the door. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that is, I, you know, I think everyone has had a moment in their life where they're just like storm off to their room. Like no one talked to me <laughs> and it's such a shitty feeling. It really is. I know. And it's like, obviously Katie has really strong feelings for Greg, but during their conversation, it kind of seemed like she was getting turned off just by how, 
you know, like aggressive and upset that he was because <laughs> at one point, um, I forget what he even asked, but then she was just like staring at him and she looked confused, turned off, like not into it. And when he said what, she just said, like, I love looking at you. And yes, I she was not face listening. Facepalm. It was terrible. It was just like, that's the same as being like, wow, that's crazy to a story you were not paying attention to. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's crazy moment. You could tell she was checked out. Yeah. Her, she had one thought in her mind and it was, this is not worth it. Mm -hmm. And you could tell in that moment, all she was thinking was like, this is a sign of things to come. This is not worth it. Um, But then I'm sure, you know, you circle back to, I love him. This is just a bad moment. Ha 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 ha. So (laughs) you're so right that I love looking at you. I was like, (laughs) Katie, it's TV. Just ask him to like, start the scene over again. I know, take right? Two. Take two. <laughs> Tell him to cut it. Take two. That was rough. That was yeah. so rough. Terrible. Oh my God. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of, all this said, as we're talking in circles, <laughs> there's, there's a part of me that wants to be like you, Natalie, the bigger person and like see the best in everyone and be empathetic towards Greg. But then there's also a part of me that has seen like toxic relationships or friendships. And mm-hmm. just when you keep those people around for too long and enable that behavior, it, it takes a toll on you. And I just think Katie is been very candid about her life experiences and the confidence is something that she's worked towards in her life that she doesn't deserve, you know, someone who's going to make her second guess herself. And I felt like that's all Greg was getting at was trying to, place his insecurities on her and it was really tough to watch and life isn't fair Greg that's my if you take anything from this Greg life isn't (laughs) fair you're not always going to get your way but you got to move forward with it and whining and sulking it just is not a good look for you it's not going to better your relationship and you know now all of America is like oh this is the front runner (laughs) and now we're like whoa, is this who you, is this who you really are? Is this Greg? This must be Greg. I know. It was so funny too, his conversation with Blake when they were both kind of talking about, you know, this has been rough. It's hard to go through. And Greg's solution was to go talk to Katie. Blake was like, I'm going to go work out, try to get my mind off things. Like just, you know, be chill about this whole thing. Um, but Greg could not be chill obviously but it's just so funny to see you know the two comparisons of like I'm just gonna go hard at the gym and I'll feel better like yeah yeah like that's all you can do and it's like the cliche of you know why chase someone that doesn't want you right Mm -hmm. like you've invested time in this Katie's dating multiple people if she doesn't pick you why would you want to like try to convince her? That's not yeah. a relationship anyone should want to be in. Like uh, Andrew S, you know, yeah. I, I want to be someone's first choice. And that to me is a stable mindset. It's a, it's, mm-hmm. I'm sure it sucks right off the bat. Intuitively, I'm sure we all want to go fight for what we want. Mm-hmm. But why, why would you want to be someone's plan B, second choice? Like, Greg, go work out. It wouldn't kill you. Get some endorphins in that body. Like get the stress out, go for a run. I don't know, anything. Yeah. And I think that I know Blake isn't everyone's favorite, but he seems like a stable yeah. choice. He really does. I guess the bar is that low for me then. I mean, it's <laughs> the least crazy. 
he's he seems goofy enough um but that's kind of how i feel about blake is he seems like he's not problematic and he's very sure of himself and what he wants yeah i completely agree especially going into the finale seeing everything that happened i don't know if greg actually left i'm sure he'll be back because you know it's the bachelor but with Blake, he seems to have a good head on his shoulders. And it seems like him and Katie would be easy and not this drama being upset over, you know, basically just being insecure about the relationship. And maybe if this was real life and they weren't on The Bachelorette, Greg would be better probably, but it is The Bachelorette. So I definitely am, am seeing Blake in a better light going into next week. <laughs> It's like, do we like Blake or is he just the best option given the circumstances? Uh, I don't know. I could see it. I hope. Um, do you think Greg will watch this back? And what do you think he'll see when he watches it back on TV? Or will he even watch it? I don't know if I could watch myself on TV, but how do you think he's going to interpret it? I don't know. I mean, he seems like a generally good guy, except for, you know, his insecurities. So I would hope that if he watched it, he would be like, why the hell did I do that? I probably could have won if I didn't do that. Um, but if I was him, I wouldn't watch it. I'd be way too embarrassed. Like, absolutely not. I don't care if there'll be self-growth out of it. I'm not watching it. <laughs> no growth is worth <laughs> that kind of humiliation. I'm with you. I hope that he sees, you know, maybe learns not to speak out of anger or how manipulative he looked, but it definitely is kind of a shoe in um, Justin's still chilling. Like he's, you know, it's, it's kind of a no brainer at this point. Blake is clearly the front runner after, you know, the whatever I, I need to find a better word, argument, disagreement, miscommunication, yeah. the meltdown, Greg's meltdown. But I, I think he, I've said this from the get-go. Katie's giddy around Blake. Mm -hmm. It's clear that she's very comfortable with him. And despite him being in love with many bachelorettes before, <laughs> I do love him and Katie. And I'm like itching to get to the end of this with them. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, they both said, especially with Blake's family of like, we haven't said I love you yet, but you know, we're getting there and we see ourselves getting there in the real world. That's what happened. So it does feel the most natural out of everyone. Yeah, I know everyone loves the proposal at the end, whatever the ring, but I kind of, I do love a more authentic ending. And if people end the show in a relationship and they want more time, we have the luxury of seeing it unfold on social media. And yep. it's not like the season ends and they disappear and everyone's like, where are they now? We are privy to what they're eating to, for breakfast every day. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't mind if it takes a little more time to say I love you if it doesn't end in an engagement. Although I think they said the season does yeah, end in an engagement so. and all the teasers blend together. But we're getting there and I'm excited and I would love an apology from Greg. I'm manifesting that. I would yeah. love for him to come out and be like, I was a clown. I'm curious to see if he does any interviews, you know, usually when the guys are sent home, they'll do like the interviews with, um, with like Rachel Lindsay, Becca, or like any of any of the bachelor alums. So I'm very curious to see if he's going to say anything or display low. I also wasn't sure about if he's going to go to men tell all, but I saw someone tweet about Greg and, and Katie in their conversation. Then um, Caitlin quote tweeted it and said something like at the men tell all, so I guess he'll be there. 
And I guess we'll see what he thinks. I hope so. I'm such a victim of marketing. Like I'm the person <laughs> that buys everything in line at like when you're checking out. Yep. And I know he's going to say like one, like I was, I was hurting and I was foolish and like Katie doesn't deserve that. And I'll be like, forgiven of all this. <laughs> so I'm kind of annoyed that we're going to get more out of him because I, I want to ride off on my high horse. As, you know, <laughs> no one deserves to be spoken to that way. Yeah. But, you know, hopefully his redemption tour, he's young enough. He's 27, I think. He can learn from it. And, you know, I hope Katie just walks away in a healthy, happy relationship, right? That's what The Bachelorette is all about. <laughs> totally. I agree. Yeah, well, we'll see. The clock's ticking. This this week's was a doozy. It was, yeah. a, it was a long episode. Um, but I'm excited to kind of see Katie tie up ends on this journey and fingers crossed, no more crying Greg. I can do without 90 minutes of Greg crying <laughs> on my TV screen. So with that, we're putting some good energy out into the universe that we have a nice entertaining and happy ending to Katie's season on the horizon. We hope you guys tune in, listen with us every week. Go subscribe to the podcast. Leave us five stars if you're feeling generous. And we'll catch you all next week.